You're listening to the Random Facts with Bads podcast. I'm here to drop some awesome facts of knowledge on you. Stay tuned. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You're far too kind. There's no need for applause. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Random Facts with Bads podcast, and I am your host, Adam. Uh, last week, we talked about February 10th, and the last episode was February 12th. So today's episode, I'm going to be covering February 14th and the 15th. Yes, you're going to get two days for the price of one. Why am I doing this, you ask? Let me explain to you. The reason why I'm doing the 14th and the 15th is because A, the 14th was Valentine's Day, and 15th is Monday. The days that I normally like to try to cover, not just Monday, but that particular date. So as I said in the last podcast, I'm going to try to cover at least every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of the week. So sit back, relax, you're going to hear some birthdays, historical events, this day in entertainment, and some fun facts that I think are going to be great for February 14th and February 15th. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We are now on the birthday segment of the podcast. Today, I'm going to be covering February 14th and the 15th. So let's start off with February 14th, 1760. Richard Allen became the first African-American to be ordained by the Methodist Episcopal Church. He was born in Philadelphia. I found this fact to be interesting because, A, I was born in Philadelphia, and B, this church still stands today. It is located at 419 South 6th Street in Philadelphia. Uh, Mr. Allen founded the Mother Bethel Methodist Episcopal Church in 1787. His remains are still on location, which is in the crypt that is in the basement, where it's also served as a museum. This, uh, that Mother Bethel Methodist Church was designated by the National Historic Landmark. Well, sorry, I apologize. It became a National Historic Landmark in 1976. So, I like to find out awesome birthdays. And because this gentleman was born in Philadelphia, I had to add this in. And, sorry. So, 1819. Mr. Christopher Latham Souls was born. He was the inventor of the typewriter. He was born in Mooresburg, PA. Now, I'm a child of the 80s, and we actually had to take typewriting classes. And if anybody who was born in the 90s and possibly 2000s listening to the show, ask your parents what a typewriter looks like. It is not as easy as it, th- as it sounds. Um, it, there's a lot of editing. You have to use a lot of paper. Next, in 1838, Margaret E. Knight, an American inventor, was born. She was known as the Thomas, I'm sorry, the female Thomas Edison. She was born in York, Maine. Why do I bring her up? Because she was the inventor of the flat bottom paper bag. So when you go to the grocery store and the next time they say paper or plastic and you say paper, you can thank Margaret E. Knight. For creating that awesome design of the flat 
brown paper bag, which a lot of people used to cover up school books when they were growing up. In 1859, George Washington Gale Ferris Jr. was born in Galesburg, Illinois. Now, yet again, you're probably asking, why do I bring this guy's name up? If you've heard his last name, it was Ferris. Yes, he is the inventor of the Ferris wheel. Uh, and the tallest Ferris wheel is in Las Vegas, and it stands at 550 feet tall. Now, I don't do Ferris wheels because I'm absolutely terrified of heights. But if it wasn't for Mr. Ferris, we would not have that Ferris wheel. A lot of people enjoy them, just not me. In 1913, the most famous Jimmy Hoffa, the leader of the Teamsters Union, was born. He went missing in 1975, and there are rumors that he is buried in the old Giant Stadium on the 50-yard line. He still has not been found, and I'm pretty sure he's not in, buried in uh, Giant Stadium. I found this interesting, and in 1921, Hugh Downs, TV journalist, who was on the show 2020 with Barbara Walters, was born today, uh, February 14th. Not today, but on February 14th. And I also found it pretty interesting that he was the co-host of 2020, and sadly, Mr. Hugh Downs passed, guess what, in 2020. So to Mr. Downs, thank you for all the reports that, you, you know, that you've covered with uh, Mrs. Walters. I used to watch you as a kid with my nan and my pop, and I enjoyed your services. Greatly appreciate it, and God rest your soul. Lastly, the last birthday I want to talk about on the 14th is Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly. Of the Buffalo Bills. He was born in Pittsburgh, PA. Now, one, why am I bringing uh, Mr. Kelly up? Man, I feel so bad for this guy. He is actually the only player in NFL history to go to four straight Super Bowls from 1990 to 1993 and lose every single one of them. Well, we're going to bring a little bit of information that he won four uh, AFC championship titles. From 1990, like I said, to 93. So in 1990, he his Buffalo Bills won 51 to three against the Raiders, and they lost to the Giants 20 to 19 in Super Bowl 25. Fast forward to 1991, yet again in the AFC Championship game, the Buffalo Bills defeated the Denver Broncos 10 to seven. So now this gives Jim Kelly a second shot at the Super Bowl at Super Bowl 26, and he plays yet again another NFC East team, the Washington Redskins. Now I know they are known as the Washington football team now, but in 1991 they were the Washington Redskins, and Jim Kelly's Buffalo Bills lost their second straight Super Bowl, 37-24. to Now we go to 1992, yet again. Jim Kelly and his Buffalo Bills are in the AFC Championship game, and they face the Miami Mar or sorry Miami Dolphins, not the Marlins. That's baseball. We're talking about the NFL. He defeated well his Buffalo Bills defeated the Miami Dolphins 29 to 10 to reach the third Super Bowl in a row. That was Super Bowl 27, and for a 
third straight year. He loses 52-17 to to yet again another NFC East team, the Dallas Cowboys. 93, he reaches his fourth consecutive AFC Championship game, beating the Kansas City Chiefs 30-13. to And yes, that brought him to his fourth Super Bowl, Super Bowl 28, to where yet again he loses to the Dallas Cowboys 30-13. to Now I feel really bad that Jim Kelly lost four Super Bowls, in a row, but it's absolutely heartbreaking that he lost them to the Dallas Cowboys. I am a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I cannot stand the Cowboys, but that's for another show. I apologize. So now we're going to be covering February 15th. In 1564, Galileo, an Italian astronomer, was born. He was also a physicist. They called him the father of science, and he was born in Florence, Italy. Now, I remember learning about Galileo when I was in high school, where uh, in my favorite class of all time, which was history. And he was actually first to identify the moons of Jupiter using his telescope that he created. Now, today, those moons of Jupiter are named after him, the Galilean moons and the Galileo spacecraft. So... Galileo found the moons. They named it after him. That is really nice. Now, I also want to bring up Galileo because he was the gentleman who figured out the geocentric theory. The geocentric theory is to where the Earth is in the center of, or I'm sorry, all the planets are in the center of the universe and they revolve around the sun. Well, There was a gentleman by the name of Nicholas Copernicus in the 16th century who thought about the heliocentric theory to where he believed the sun was in the center of the universe and it revolved around the planets. But of course, that was wrong and Galileo is the gentleman who came up with the geocentric theory, which is what we know about, to where we revolve around the sun. Uh, So... I found this to be pretty interesting because it was something that I remember learning in high school. And I want to say thank you to my teacher, Mrs. Siegel, for all the amazing years in high school and on my learning just awesome things about history. Now, in 1726, Abraham Clark, an American politician, was born. The reason why I'm bringing him up was because he was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Now, from my understanding, I don't know if it's true or not, we all know, well, we all know that the Declaration of Independence was signed in July 4th, 1776, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe that it really wasn't, it was brought to Congress July 4th, 1776, but not all the signatures didn't happen until August of that same year. But Mr. Abraham Clark was born in Elizabethtown, New Jersey. Another birthday that I want to bring up, in 1812, Charles Louis Tiffany. Yes, man, that is the creator of the Tiffany jewelry line, was born in Kingsley, Connecticut. So, because of Valentine's Day, it's ironic how he was born on the 15th of February and not the 14th, um, just because 
every woman loves to have jewelry and Tiffany's is extremely popular. Now I found out a pretty interesting fact about this gentleman, but the most expensive piece of Tiffany jewelry is the Tiffany Anniversary Blue Ring. It is set to be worth $10 million. That is ridiculous. And I read, and just looking this information up, I mean, I would not spend $10 million on a ring. But apparently, it is a vivid greenish-blue diamond set at 2.5 carats and is bordered with white diamonds in a platinum setting. Now, if you have $10 million to buy a piece of jewelry, go at it, but I'm not spending $10 million on a piece of jewelry. I, I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. But hey, I don't have money like that, so I really can't say that at all. Next, in 1907, Caesar Romero was born. And for those people or youngsters who don't know who Caesar Romero is, he was the original Joker on the Batman series that aired from 1966 to 68. And uh, Mr. Romero, he appeared on, he appeared, I apologize, on 19 episodes of the show. Um, it's kind of ironic, not ironic, but kind of funny when you watch the show. Well, first of all, it's absolutely terrible for watching it nowadays, but back then, it was probably the greatest thing in the world. But uh, Mr. Romero had a mustache that he refused to shave. So when you look at the Joker, you can see his goofy looking, well, you could see his mustache underneath his white paint. But happy birthday, Mr. Romero. Well, I'm, sadly, he passed away, but the original Joker on the Batman series. A huge birthday happened in 1954. Mr. Matthew Groening was born. And if you heard that name but don't know who he is, Matthew Groening is the creator of The Simpsons. The very first Simpsons episode was, I'm sorry, the very first Simpsons episode aired in December uh, December 17th, 1989. Well, that was the very first episode on its standalone TV showing. Uh, the cartoon actually was a cartoon short on the Tracy Ullman show, and it aired in 1987. So two years after it was just a small cartoon short on the Tracy Ullman show, they decided to create its own series. Now, The Simpsons is the longest-running animated series in television history. It's currently on its 32nd season of the show. Now, I looked up the INDB of The Simpsons, and it said as of right now, there has been roughly 696 episodes of the TV show. And if I did my math correctly, I did 696 times 30. 30 minutes for an episode, and that equals out to... 2,000 or 20,880 hours. Now, if you divide that by 24 hours, it's going to take you 870 days or 2.3 years to watch every single season of The Simpsons from start to finish. So if you have, if you could stay up for 24 hours a day for 2.3 years without any rests, you'll be able to watch episode one of The Simpsons up to its current season in season 32. And the last birthday that I want to mention for today is uh, Chris Farley. 
he was born in 1964. Now, Chris Farley was an SNL legend. Sadly, he passed away at a young age. Uh, he passed away December 18th in 1997, from what my notes are saying here. Now, Chris Farley, he had some amazing characters on SNL. Uh, he did the Gap Girls to where one of his one of the one of my favorite skits he does and um it's him adam sandler and david spade and they're all sitting in the food court and they're talking about french fries and he's eating french fries and they try to take one he goes lay off me i'm starving um so that's one of my favorite skits or he was also very well known for the man living in a van down by the river yes uh, i believe his name was Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, I can't remember the character's name, and it's drawing a blank. Ah, uh, man, what is it? You know what? I will be. I will figure that out in a second. But uh, Chris Farley actually started in 18 movies over his career, starting off in 1992 in Wayne's World. Um, Wayne's World was yet again another TV show that was on SNL. And they created a movie from it. And it was um, Tom Tom Farley. No, not Tom Farley. Why do I keep on saying that? So, of course, uh, I have to look it up on my phone. A man living in a, in a van down by the river. Wow, I cannot believe that I am doing this as I am um, as I'm recording the show. And... The, the gentleman's name was Matt Foley, which it was based off of one of Chris Farley's friends. So the man living in a van down by the river was Matt Foley. As I said in previous episode, or the one episode, um, I have a tendency of going off track because of my ADD, and sometimes I forget to write some stuff down, so I do apologize. Well... In, like I said, in 1992, he was a security guard in the movie Wayne's World. But in 1995, he played that lovable bus driver in the movie classic Billy Madison, which I covered in one of my previous episodes. So uh, one of my favorite lines in that movie is he's standing outside. All the kids are going onto a bus, and he sees Billy, and he says, That Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace i know from experience dude if you know what i mean no you don't well <laughs> well not me personally but a guy i know him and her they got it on no they didn't but you can only imagine if they did huh huh <laughs> and then of course billy madison looks at him like he's nuts so he looks around and he says, everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Stop yelling on the bus. And that's probably one of the funniest scenes, and I'm pretty sure I'm terrible with doing voices of any sort. And then, of course, the kids are getting all nice and loud, and he just sits there really mad, and he says, I'll turn this damn bus around and ruin your precious little field trip. And he gets really red. So when he gets into some characters, I mean, 
you, he, he was just hysterical. One of my favorite, one of my favorite comedians as a kid growing up. And I remember when he passed away, I, uh, I actually cried. He just made me laugh so hard. Now, I'm going to bring up another movie that he made in 1995, which is probably one of my all-time favorite classic movies, and that is Tommy Boy. One of the sayings he came in from that movie was, holy shnikes. So nowadays, besides, you know, saying curse words, holy shnikes is uh, one of my favorite words to say. Now, some amazing quotes from this movie is you could always sit there and say, Hey, I'm going to need your John Hancock. <laughs> John Hancock. You mean Herbie Hancock. And of course, we know John Hancock was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. And Herbie Hancock is a jazz musician. But Tommy Callahan did not know that because he spent seven years in college. And he was not a doctor. Another quote that goes from that movie is, Did you eat a lot of paint chips as a kid? He goes, <laughs> why I could keep on quoting this movie day in and day out uh, I really wanted to do another quote but it was going to be just a little bit too long for it so yeah there are your birthdays for February 14th and the 15th I apologize for my ranting and raving but here goes your birthdays and we're going to be going on to our next segment very shortly which is This Day in Entertainment. See you soon. Welcome back, everybody. We are now on the entertainment section of the podcast, and we're going to be covering entertainment from, or I'm sorry, on this date, February 14th and the 15th. Now, usually I try to do in chronological order, but when I was doing all my notes, I just kept on looking stuff up and I wrote them down, so not everything is in chronological order. But I'm going to start off in 1931. Dracula starring Bela Lugosi premiered. Um, I, he's probably one of – he's the OG Dracula. Now they have um, a lot of they, – they just have a lot of vampires anymore, and um, – Bella Lugosi was the original Dracula. So, Bella Lugosi, this one goes out to you. 1991, Silence of the Lambs, starring Jodie Foster and Sir Anthony Hopkins, premiered. Now, this movie won um, five. The, sorry, it won the Big Five in the Academy Awards in 1992. What is the Big Five? The Big Five is Best Picture. Actor, actress, director, and screenplay. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs is actually based on a novel done by Thomas Harris. It is the third film to ever win the Big Five. Uh, the first to do so was it happened one night, and that was in 1935. And the second movie to ever win a Big Five was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. In 1976. Also today in 2020, Sonic the Hedgehog was released. Uh, I took my son to go see this movie. It was probably right, obviously it was right before the pandemic because everything shut down in about March. So I was able to take my son and his buddy to go see this movie. 
Uh, he's he's absolutely fascinated with it. He loved playing the Sonic the Hedgehog video games. Excuse me. So we had to send him and his buddy. I apologize for that little belch. We had a, we took him and his uh, buddy to go see this movie in 2020, right before the pandemic, unfortunately. Uh, in 2013, The Great and Powerful uh, Oz movie came out. I apologize. The Great and Powerful Oz. That was the prequel to the Wizard of Oz movie. Now all of us have seen the Wizard of Oz movie, and if I'm not mistaken, the Wizard of Oz movie was the very first movie done in Technicolor. Now, this movie was great because it gave you the insight of the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wicked Witch of the East. Um, the Wicked Witch, uh, the Wicked Witch, not the Wetch, the Wicked Witch of the West, I believe, was the bad one. She actually was a good character. She was played by Mila Kunis. She was a good witch until Oz betrayed her, or it was Oz and her sister that betrayed her and made her evil. And, well, I went, I, you know what? I was going to see something in 1983, but I'm going to save that for the next one. In 1997, Vegas Vacation premiered. Yes, Vegas Vacation is the third installment of the National Lampoon's Vacation series. Now, one fun fact about the National Lampoon's uh, Vacation series is Rusty and Audrey... The characters were not the same through all the movies. Uh, the original cast that was of um, Rusty and Audrey was Michael Anthony Hall. Uh, and I did not write the young lady's name down who played Audrey. But the reason why they decided to change the cast was because when Michael Anthony Hall was filming Weird Science, uh, he didn't leave that project when they were doing National Lampoon's European Vacation. So the director, I believe it was, figured, you know what, we're going to have to give a completely different Rusty. So they hired somebody else to play Rusty and Audrey, and it's just been like that ever since. Uh, so they never, they never recreated those two characters. The only consistent characters in the movie was uh, Chevy Chase, Beverly DeAngelis, and um, I can't think of his name. Uh, all I know is he's Cousin Eddie. So he was actually the only other, there were the only three characters that remained from the original series to the very end, not including all the spinoffs that they decided to do and some of the remakes. And the reason why I wanted to go back to 1983 was because in 1983, Michael Jackson released Beat It. It was his third single off the album Thriller. Now Thriller is the best-selling album of all time. It has sold over 66 million copies sold. Yes, 66 million copies sold of this album, which is ridiculous. The next in line, and I looked up, it was um, albums that sold 40 plus million records. The next album in line, selling at 50 million copies, was ACDC's Back in Black. And third... And just if this blew my mind, in third place, also selling 50 million CDs, was Meatloaf. Yes, Meatloaf, bad out of hell, sold 50 million copies. So they are the top three most selling copies of music of all time. Number one, Thriller. Number two, ACDC's Back in Black. And third, his meatloaf's bad out of hell. 
that, that's just crazy to think about that. So that does it for February 14th. Now we're going to be moving on to February 15th. February 15th, 1950, Cinderella premieres in Boston. Yes, that Cinderella with Gus Gus the Nouse premiered. It was a one of the Disney movies, and yet again, Cinderella is one of the princesses that Disney has created. Now, in uh, 2015, the live version of Cinderella was released that um, I believe it is Dakota Fanning's sister who now plays Cinderella in that movie. So, of course, like I said, I'm going to be jumping back and forth between many years. 2019, the Umbrella Academy premiered on Netflix, and that is based off a graphic novel. 2002, Super Troopers was released. Now, that was a movie that took me a little bit of time to watch, but once I watched it, I thought it was great. And now I can't say the word shenanigans without thinking of uh, Farva and a liter of cola. In 2005, YouTube is launched in the U.S. Now, a lot of us, I mean, a lot of us, Go to YouTube whenever we have any kind of issues for something that we need to fix. So I looked on YouTube to figure out how to edit on Audacity, which is the program I'm going to be using once I get done recording. And I like to edit my edit my sound with uh, music and all. So in 2005, YouTube was launched. And the last uh, thing of entertainment I wanted to bring up was in 1985. The Breakfast Club premiered. Now, one of the most famous songs that came from The Breakfast Club was Don't You Forget About Me, which was sung by Simple Minds. Now, a fun little fact about that movie is, or about that song, is the original, the the song was actually originally written for Billy Idol, and he turned it down. Simple Minds also turned it down because they believed that if they want to sing any songs, it's going to be something that they wrote, not anybody else. Well, Simple Minds decided to take that track and they sung it and it's their biggest hit of all, you know, it's their biggest hit of their careers. So Don't You Forget About Me was originally written for Billy Idol. He turned it down. He decided to do probably Rebel Yell or White Wedding. I don't know. I don't know what songs he decided to choose that over. But Breakfast Club premiered today. February 15th, 1985. Now that is your entertainment report for February 14th and the 15th. So we are going to take a short break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about this day in history. So everybody, stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We are now on the day, this day in history segment of the podcast. So February 14th, 1848, James Falk became the very first president to be photographed in office. Uh, the, but he was not the first person to ever, not the first president to be photographed. The very first president to be photographed was John Quincy Adams, and that photo was taken in 1843. But James Falk was the very first president 
to have his photo taken while sitting inside of his office. In 1859, Oregon became the 33rd state. In 1876, Elisha Gray, I can't pronounce his name, I apologize, and Alexander Graham Bell both went for a patent of the telephones. And as we all know, Alexander Graham Bell won that war. And obviously becoming uh, the creator of the telephone. And I mentioned Alexander Graham Bell in my last episode, in the last podcast. In 1912, Arizona becomes the 48th state in the Union. In 1920, the League of Women Voters formed in Chicago, giving them the 19th Amendment, which gave women rights to vote. Also today, in uh, eight, in the 1840s, Valentine's Day was first commercialized in the United States. Now, of course, this is another reason why I decided to do birthdays on the 14th and the 15th, because 14th was Valentine's Day. In 1919, USPS formed. Yes, the United Parcel Services was formed in 1919. And in 1967, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, releases Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, well, you know the words. I'm a terrible singer. So Respect was recorded by Aretha Franklin today in 1967. And it also won Song of the Year on the Billboard charts in 1967. And that is what I found to be interesting for this date in history on February 14th. Now, on February 15th, 1399 B.C., Socrates is sentenced to death by the city of Athens for the corruption of young minds. He was given a hemlock hemlock drink, and that was poison. So he drank it, and that's what killed him. So... 13 or 399 BC, Socrates was sentenced to death. I found this to be absolutely amazing and interesting. In 1768, the first mustard is manufactured in America. And why do I bring this up? Because it was manufactured here in Philadelphia, where I am from. And what goes well with mustard but a Philly soft pretzel? So now when you have yourself, if anybody listens and you come to Philadelphia and you have yourself a soft pretzel, remember the very first manufactured mustard was created here in Philadelphia, 1768. In 1895, and I apologize for the tisking sounds, it's just something that I do, but in 1895, nine inches of snow had fallen in New Orleans. And that, but that became that that snowfall, uh, from what I read, was nine inches between the uh, February fourteenth and the fifteenth. But a total of nine inches of snow had been laid in New Orleans, and that's actually one of their biggest records. And now, twenty twenty one, there is a crazy winter storm front that is just sweeping the south, and I know that they're probably getting a lot of crazy snow and ice. In 1936, Hitler announces the construction of the Volks, or the sorry, the Volkswagen Beetle, Volkswagen Beetle. In 
and uh, Volkswagen actually translates to the people's car. Next, in 1943, the We Can Do It poster by J. Howard Miller was posted, and that featured Rosie the Riveter. But Rosie the Riveter was actually based on a real person. Her name was Naomi Parker. In 1965, the red maple leaf became the uh, the red maple leaf became the official flag of Canada. And in uh, let's see, what did I read? Oh, here we go. In 1978, Leon Spinks beats the great Muhammad Ali in 15 rounds to become the world heavyweight champion. Now, the last thing this day in history in two or sorry, in 1996, the I personally believe he is a big cheater, but Bill Belichick was fired by the Browns for going 36 and 44. Well, after Bill Belichick gets fired by the Browns, I believe he went to the Patriots as an assistant and then leaves, goes to the Jets, comes back to the um, to the New England Patriots, and he winds up winning six Super Bowls and becomes three-time AP Coach of the Year. Now, another note, well, this wasn't the last note, but a note that I saw that I found to be interesting, but it absolutely breaks my heart. In 2000, Mark Tanbrodor becomes the first goalie to get credited for the game-winning goal. Now, the very first goalie to ever score a goal was Philadelphia Flyers' own Ron Hextall. But in 2000, Brodeur became the first goalie to get a credit for a game-winning goal against my Philadelphia Flyers, and he won 4-2. to two. But of course, yet again, this day, 2005, like I said in the Entertainment Report, YouTube was uh, introduced. Now, why did I end with YouTube yet again? Because I'm not going on a bad note with my Philadelphia Flyers losing to the New Jersey Devils. I would never want to do that to myself. So, today, in 2005, to end out this segment, YouTube was introduced. I feel like I'm a broken record, and I keep on repeating myself. But if you have a record, and it's broken, I'm pretty sure you can find a video on how to fix it on YouTube. So there goes your report of this day in history for February 14th and February 15th. Next is going to be some fun facts that I found out, or that I like, and that's coming up next. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We are now on my favorite part of the show, which is the fun facts. And another reason why I decided to start this podcast was because of my useless uh, facts of knowledge. Now, this particular segment today, I'm actually going to be doing a lot of it on food and culinary. So, we all know, and we've all had, is delicious SpaghettiOs, but Chef Boyardee, uh, if you don't know, well, Chef Boyardee is, was actually a real person. His real name was uh, Edtort Hector Bayardi. Now, he was, an Itali- he was an Italian immigrant who came here in the United States, and nobody could actually say his last name, so they called him Boyardee. His first product 
that he created was sold, or his first product sold, was sold in 1929. Uh, he was starting in, he started a lot of commercials in t within, within TV and radio and uh, the newspapers in the 1940s. And his very last TV commercial was done in 1979. Now, what's great about this guy is that he kept on developing products until his death in 1985. So, I mean, I find that to be extremely interesting that up until the day that he died, he was still creating these um, products that we eat, you know, in the canning business. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was in the height of the Industrial Revolution with the whole canning process of everything. Now, so when you sit there and you eat maybe his meat and macaroni or raviolis, whatever, just remember that Bayard or RD is really pronounced Bayardi. Now, speaking of chefs, I'm going to bring up a fact. Well, first, I, I, I did go to culinary school, and the one thing that they told us is that we had to wear a chef's hat, also known as a chef's toque. Now, the chef's toque has 100 folds in it. Now, the well, that's a traditional chef's toque. But the one thing that there's a rumor is that each fold represents how to cook an egg. So apparently in the culinary world, there is 100 ways on how to cook an egg. I never tried that, so I'm not going to even dare go there. Now, lastly, uh, I saw a friend of mine post something about this little piggy. Now, this little piggy. Is something that we do with our kids. We'll go this, you know, the, well, you know what you do. You, you grab your kid's foot and the saying goes, this little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. This little piggy had roast beef and this little piggy had none. And this little piggy cried wee, wee, wee all the way home. Now, when I do this, when I would do this little piggy with my son, I would do a really terrible French accent. But I actually found out a really disturbing fact about where this little saying came about now line by line i i, I'm, I found this on um on the internet and it says this little piggy went to market when a pig goes off to market it is not to buy something but it's to be slaughtered and sold in a meat section and then this little piggy stayed home not all pigs are ready to go to market every week so the majority of them of course stayed home this little piggy had roast beef. Pigs are omnivores, so when you want to fatten them up for market, you would feed them scraps of off the table. You might save the fat and gristle from your roast beef to help them achieve weight and desire fattiness. This little piggy had none. But before they go to market, pigs are not fed so that they are clean and the guts are, are, are like there's basically there, there's no poop in the guts. And then this little piggy cried, wee, 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 all the way home. Some pigs offered to the market are not sold. And whether they realize they are good luck or, or good luck or not, they might come back home alive and squealing. So, yeah, that's just a little disturbing fun fact that I saw about this little piggy. So, yeah, the next time you sing, this little piggy went to the market, to your children, just remember there is a disturbing uh, fact behind this. So there goes the fun facts that I wanted to share with you. Not just because of the particular date, but I figured, hey, why not? 
well. I really appreciate everybody listening to the show tonight. I know I was probably stuttering a lot. I probably wasn't on my A game, but I want to apologize. And I also am going to be posting this show uh, two days later than the normal post date that I would like to do on Mondays. So this show should be able to be posted by Wednesday the 17th. So what does that mean? Hooray! You get two episodes of Random Facts with Ads. Yes, two episodes in one day. Just like this episode was fun-packed for February 14th and 15th, you will be receiving two episodes of this podcast. And that's going to be airing on the 17th. So check it out. Look for it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. And I'm pretty sure if you follow and subscribe to me, uh, once it's posted, the notification bell is going to be ringing. So thank you again to everybody for listening to the show. And as I always like to say at the end of my show, peace. I'm out of here. Everybody take care. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, this is your boy Ads. I want to sit here and say thank you to uh, everybody who works for the Anchor app. Um, if it's not, for, if it wasn't for the Anchor app, I wouldn't be able to uh, record my podcast and have it distributed uh, all around. So I'm very grateful for this for this app itself. I got turned on to this app by my brother Espo, uh, who is one of the co-hosts of the Run Through the Endless Gray podcast. Uh, it, it, it's a great app. So for those who want to start your own podcast, I highly recommend uh, using Anchor. I'm also going to try to edit my shows uh, with a program that is called Audacity. Uh, you can find that on uh, Windows or, um, or Macs. Now, I am not sponsored by either uh, uh, Anchor or audacity so i'm not going to get any money from them but i just want to say thank you to both softwares for allowing me to do what i enjoy so like i said if you're going to start your own podcast and you would like to edit the podcast i highly recommend using the anchor app and audacity (laughs) 